I always like hearing what people do for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. For instance, uh, the Hispanic Gourmet community, I remember they used to do a big cleanup of the house that's supposed to, I swear, it's supposed to like clean the demons out for when going into the next year. Or they also put money in their pocket. So when the New Year's come, they still have the money in their pocket. But also, it's supposed to uh, give them, I'm not saying good fortune, but more money in the next year. So more money in 2022. But when I was probably 18 to 22, I think most stuff I did was just stay in the cold and watch the ball drop in downtown. But now I'm doing like a transition of just trying to make it to 1159 and then going to sleep immediately. You are now lost in the woods with fans. Just, just, just push play. Mic check one two one two one two one two one two three four five six. Always wanted to be a DJ, radio host, but I am a podcaster. Last podcast of the twenty twenty one. Hopefully, I'll get this out by twenty twenty one. If not, you'll be hearing this in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three when you go back to listen to my. You know, find something to find some dirt on me on my, you know, election run for whatever I want. But you know how it goes. We're going to start off with a quick jam out session. We have a special guest, a special guest, a special guest. I'm not going to say it now. I will say it afterwards. But when you read in the description, you'll know. So, but oh, well, here goes the music. I got so many kids in the game, it's like a gender revealing. I got that feeling like a Richie dancing on the ceiling. Hope it resembles a Van Gogh when you paint me the villain. The hate is real, but you should know that the lovers were real or crafty with a pen way before I could pack them in. Nasty with dreads, a slim teen, young, I was passionate. A brand new book crackling sound when you open and writing gems. I'm in gospel in the booth, it might sound like I'm writing hymns. Put designer with the Tims, wow. They want to run with my style, 4016 building, busting them down. And the fiends was like employees bringing customers round. Hurricane warners, niggas had dreams of flooding the town. Weather report, looking rainy, but I skate through it daily. And a new gray Mercedes waterproof. Ladies, I'm sizzling, scorching, handsomely how they gotta pay me Every recording off the head, I'm in a studio lately I don't bang, but I'm making that crip Let my bitch run in the web, so while I'm blazing the whip Take my quotes, I'm here to give hope Start a company from what of my phrases We in the age of litting dumb shit Kill your kingdom, body bags for no reason Young shit, blood slit, slurring off of the seagrams Hell with it through the shadows, eyes wide open, ties still smoking, brakes screeching, he's tweaking, he see himself way different than we see him, he speak as if these mean streets was only his region, should everybody squeeze it, niggas know what I came in this game with, I'm not an entertainer, that's just a disclaimer for what I'm about to say, famous people say it ain't hate being famous, millionaires hate it, people take just to feel like they made it, whoever claimed that you changed cause that money came, they do the same if they saw their name on a hundred things, pardon the haters, it's my Billy behavior, if they don't say I'm the GOAT, Lost in the Woods, episode 18, special guest. As you guys know, you got Fames, the one and only Lost in the Woods. 
and we have a guest from probably second, third, fourth episode, the one and only Allie. Hello, Allie. Hi, James. Yes, uh, <laughs> Allie is one of my special guests. I wasn't going to get her on today. I was going to actually get her on the next year, but uh, our guest that was supposed to fill in was Tupo. And uh, Tupo, uh, I think he's sick, so I'm happy to have Ali. We have so much to talk about with a lot in a little bit of time. So, how are you doing today, Ali? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good, you know. It's interesting uh, with the um, COVID going on and the Amarion uh, variant. You know, every time I get a headache, I think I have COVID, but then I think, wait, did I drink water today? You know, did I usually have I been looking at a computer too long, you know, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have COVID. I'm just haven't drank any water or been looking at a computer all day. Do you have any of those things going on with you? Like, do you ever think like, oh, do I have COVID? But then it's like, oh, it's just because I haven't done something I'm supposed to be doing every day. Yeah, I mean, you kind of stole mine. I've been skipping coffee the past few mornings, and I've been thinking I'm dying. Dying, yeah. Yeah, and having a headache, and then I drink some coffee, and I feel better. Um, so definitely, I think that's your fault, though. Yeah, oh, the coffee addiction? Uh-huh. Sorry. Well, I don't have that problem. I used to have water. It's just I have we I have a hard time drinking water out here in uh, the good old Reno, Nevada, because I'm used to drinking water in a different way in Arizona. So I'm still trying to get used to it. But yeah, that's that's my reasoning by behind my headaches and not my um COVID positive. And, and when I we well when I first moved to Arizona I thought I was dying because of COVID because there's so much dust in the air there and so much like pollution just because it's such a populated city that the first few months I was there I like consistently had a sore throat and would go get tested and it always was negative yeah so i always thought i was dying in arizona and then now we're in reno for um the holidays and i think i'm dying here because lack of coffee and water so i remember my job used to get us uh well i think they still do now but they used to have us take a test every year for tuberculosis Mm -hmm. i always got scared to like they usually how they do it is they um they inject something under your skin, mm-hmm. and if it's like a little bump, but I've if gotten it, that, yeah. If it grows, that means you have TB. You mm-hmm. don't want to have TB because I don't think TB goes away, but they give you like some forever, maybe antibiotics. I don't hey, know. That was knocking people out back in the day, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a bacterial infection, and yeah. it gets in your lungs. Yep, and yeah. you just you're done, though. Well, you can you know you life is not as bad back in the day, but obviously when you get older and tb stays in your system then it's pretty much life is going to be a little bit shorter than you know most people your age without tb but i always used to wait just looking at the arm just if it's going to grow you know just like oh man if it grows i have tb and then now i have to at the moment if you had tb you had to always wear a mask at work in a hospital and that was before covid (laughs) now everyone's wearing a mask so maybe um Maybe that kind of reduced some of the um, TB spread back in the day. Imagine that masking and not sharing bacteria with each other actually helps people not get sick. What a wild concept. Yeah, because also, (laughs) like, 
when I was really concerned, I was before I started working in the hospital. One time I spent like a couple of days in jail. And in jail, if you're going to be there for a prolonged time, they do a TB test. And I'm like, wait a minute. So you guys know that something like, but it's weird because like, it's a weird dynamic. So there's like, let's say 30, 40 people that's been admitted or arrested. I don't know how they say it in jail. Like, cause in hospital you're booked. admitted, booked, booked. And then, you know, everyone has to take this TB test, right? And X amount of days they start checking, but they don't, then just like, but they, but then they start telling people that have the TB, if they test positive that they go to this like different specified ward, right? So then like, it's weird because like, you just notice more people just getting booked or not were being sent to this different war that you guys were just all sleeping in and like one or two nights and now this home this dude is going to this different war and this whole time he's been like full on no mask spreading tv and stuff you know <laughs> and i'm like maybe i'm just thinking now like i don't know if jail's like this now but maybe they have gave everyone mask and maybe it reduced the uh, and um transmission of tb in jails or so Maybe I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting that uh, that is interesting. I went to jail, kid jail though. I never been to adult jail. Kid jail. <laughs> but I've been to kid jail multiple times. That's so funny. So when I went, I think the first time maybe, uh, it was like nighttime, and they were like booking me and stuff, and then they put me in like the holding cell, and I was hella pissed. Like I was, <laughs> I was so mad, and so they put me in there, and then I like went right up against the wall where the door was and they put me in a room with this pregnant girl like a pregnant teenager that was just like crying uh-huh. and then they put me in there and they forgot that i was in there because they weren't supposed to put more than one person in the same cell oh no and i was leaning against the wall just hella mad and like pissed off and they left me in there for hella long and they didn't remember i was in there until they went and got the pregnant crying girl out and they were like oh shit Jeez Louise. So they didn't even know I was in the room with someone else. I could have gotten hella, like, infection. Or beat up. By a pregnant teenage girl. Yes. You never know, man. <laughs> yeah, they fucked up. They didn't care at all. They just put me in there and then forgot about me. And I was just, like, so defiant that I, anytime they talked to me, I was so mean. I was just, like, kind of, like, fuck you type attitude do, as a teenager. Do you really believe they forgot or they was just, like, she needs to learn a lesson? No, because they were, like, oops. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't see me through, like, the glass door because I was, like, the closest to the wall, and I don't know. Yeah. Jail, um, you should have, actually, you should have sued them, but. Well, it was a kid gel, so. <laughs> kid gel sounds like, like, kid bop, you know? Like, it just doesn't <laughs> sound right, you know? Everything's, like, altered to, like, a kid theme it or something. Was. It, like the a, rooms had Winnie the Pooh. Really? You know, no. <laughs> I'm about to say, the, the bars are made out of Jolly Ranchers and shit? Nah, they're hella mean to you because they're trying <laughs> to scare the shit out of you. And I was like, I did not give a fuck. Like, okay. I was like, okay, y'all are not scaring me. Well, stay, stay out of kid jail to my teenage uh, <laughs> young fellow uh, listeners. I don't recommend. I didn't have to stay overnight, though. My mom came and got me. So Jail sucks. <laughs> All the people that uh, will be having a good time in New Year's, uh, stay out of jail. It's probably, I think, one of the worst times to go to jail in New Year's because of the holiday. So. 
and all you kids stay out of kid Joe. Kid it's, Joe. it's not as fun as it sounds. They don't have a ball pins in there like the old McDonald's and stuff? <laughs> yeah, they have like a swing rope and you drop it into the ball pin before mm. you go see the judge. I'm pretty sure they don't have that for obvious reason. <laughs> uh, any string just hanging oh, out there. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, have you, um, well, I want to start off with, since it's the New Year's, but, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions. Have you heard of those things? Yes. <laughs> Well, excuse me. Um, I found this list that I want to, you know, everyone just to talk about, like giving people a starter of New Year's resolution. So when you're hearing this, I'll give you like a seven day grace period to start your New Year's resolution. So from the day I dropped this till seven days after, you can still alter those New Year's resolutions to what these ones uh, might help you with. Do you have any New Year's resolutions coming up? I mean, not coming up, but in mind? Um, Floss your teeth like Michael Scott did in the <laughs> office. And he forgot. Yeah. Age. I mean, I have ones that I'm probably going to do anyway. So I'm, I'm just going to put them on my list so that when I do it, I feel like I did something. Yeah. Why do New Year's resolutions start on like the New Year's? Are there like birthdays resolutions? Wouldn't that be more convenient for people? Maybe. I mean... You could do both, just double up. Yeah. Depending on when your birthday is. Well, here's a few. This is one. This is a, I'm going to go at least, there's this list of New Year's resolution. There's 55, but I won't be going through all 55. But this one is focus on a passion, not the way you look. That's interesting. <laughs> so. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Why are those two things paired together? Like, you can't do both? I guess, um. This is from an influencer that I won't say their name, but they're on a mission to normalize normal bodies. I want to inform people that resolutions are, in fact, not an invitation to start a diet or workout plan, but a beautiful reminder that a new year can bring a new life to our passions. Mm, Okay, okay. That that makes sense. I should let you finish. Well, I didn't. I I wasn't going to say that probably. But that's a good thing. Also, there's this new thing. I wish I can... um, one day, Lawson Woods will have a video, and I'll show you guys this. But there's this new card going out. It's kind of controversial, but not really if you know the background to it. But there's this card coming out where people, like, say you go see, let's say I go see a doctor, and I get the doctor card and says that I don't want you to ask me to get on the scale because mm-hmm. when you guys weigh me, yeah. it um, gives me anxiety and stress. Yeah. And I can tell you my weight. What do you think about that? You're the healthcare professional. Right. Well, I think the, the, the first, uh, I think the, well, I'll tell you two things or three or four. Or 12. Or you're going to get lost in here with me. 33 yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, as a healthcare provider, weight is really important. So I weigh all my patients, even though they tell me their weight. I, I mean, I don't care. I have to know on the absolute terms. Is that for like to do your math of yeah? yeah. So for I, years it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so right? I ha- I have to know yeah. because then it's, it'll throw off a calculation. Yeah, and people you know, they they can be off. And also I'm weighing weighing in kilograms too, so not a lot of people know yeah. their weights in kilograms anyway. And, and most times yeah. they don't. When I put them on the scale, they was like, "Just don't show me the number." I'm like, "Well, it's in kilograms." So if you know kilograms, then then sorry, but if not, I'm not going to tell you how to convert it. And then, uh, but the reason why I guess they made those cards was for people that were anorexic. That was the basis of the cards. So people that are anorexic, 
they made them for them. So mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense why they had those cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or people that are overweight because... Oh, sorry. No, I, so I heard a lot about this that really made me think that, you know, giving people the option to not weigh themselves or not see it is really good because... um it causes like stress and anxiety but also i feel like it lets the patient know that the doctor that they're seeing isn't going to like stigmatize them for their weight because like there's a lot of like anecdotal stories of like over or underweight people that go to the doctor with like a symptom and the doctors are like prejudiced or have preconceived notions that all of their ailments are due to their weight whenever it turns out they have like a non-related health issue like cancer Mm -hmm. and then they're just ignored treatment and the doctors are like oh lose weight and you'll feel better or gain weight and you'll feel better so it's like going to a doctor that is not going to have that opinion of you probably relieves so much stress from someone struggling with that so yeah but i mean for your job it makes sense because you need to like actually calculate like the amount of O2 in their body. So it, it totally makes sense why sometimes you need it, but Yeah. I think uh I would I would actually I would want that card, not for that, but like when I like go to like a Walmart or a grocery store and I'm like buying some crazy amount of candy and there's like I just don't want them to judge me and say just don't just tell me the price <laughs> and don't ask anything. Like I always feel guilty when it's like, oh, I like this kind of Reese's peanut butter cup or I like this ice cream because they don't know that I've been contemplating <laughs> not getting this the last half day at work. So now you're making me feel shitty because I wasn't going to get it. And now I made it into the store and now I'm about to purchase it. Mm-hmm. But if I dropped, I give them a card that says something <laughs> like that, then I'm like, it makes me feel better, you know? And actually... I want to give it to everyone. Like, if I'm eating this ice cream in public, I don't want you to ask me how does it taste because I had a hard time buying this ice cream mentally. I want the card so I can give it to the doctor because when I go to get weighed, I'll be taking off my shoes, putting my purse down, my jacket. <laughs> like, that half a pound going to make a difference. See, see, see look, at I, there's been multiple times on this podcast that I've been thinking about some new inventions. And this is one of the second one. Cards that... You know, so people, because it's it's a it's a big thing. You know, even though we might be joking around, I really don't feel like telling. Explain. I feel real bad, unfortunately, when like I bought like the most exclusive Rocky Road ice cream, and then the cashier's like, "This is my favorite one." I'm like, I don't want to know it's your favorite one. I don't even want to know that you know that I'm buying this right now. So. Or they're like again. again. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I thought you liked Hershey's. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Another resolution. Uh, work out to feel good, not be thinner. Instead of obsessing over the scales, assess, obsess over how it made you feel since you started being more active. Numbers don't mean much. Oh, that's a good resolution. I think that's a good, good advice for yeah. sure. Especially someone like that that's like hasn't worked out in like a long time because like if you're active and you have been working out. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you just don't feel that much difference because you've been active, but Mm -hmm. you just... You're, like, used to it. Yeah, Yeah. maybe you have to start focusing a little bit on your diet. All right, here's this one. This is interesting. Stop gossiping. Don't be that person. Spread positivity. Disagree. That would be a weird resolution. Gossip makes for great entertainment. It does. I don't like that one. How, like, is that for teenagers or for adults? Like, that sounds kind of like a not well thought out resolution 
Because I'm a gossip. I'm pretty sure uh, teenagers don't read magazines no more. So. Oh, wait. Who act? Wait, who actually reads magazines? <laughs> what is this for? <laughs> That's a good question. Where did you find this? You you, you on, got uh, you got a magazine subscription I don't know about. No, but this is on Parade.com. Mm, I, don't I don't know what that is. What this is? All right, this is a good one. Well, actually, go a whole day without checking your email. Nobody's gonna die. It can wait until tomorrow. See, I I'm indifferent about this because I like checking my email because sometimes there'll be just some shit that be coming up and like, oh hell yeah, this is good. But I don't know. I do that sometimes. I check it and then I pretend I didn't see it. And then I don't respond for like two or three days because I hate because if you respond to people right away, they don't think that's the norm. So I'll be I'll be pressing them a little bit. You got you got to wait. I'm not just available 24 seven. Yeah, that's that's a good that, that might be a good one for yourself or just take the email off your phone. But, like the email app. So how long do the New Year's resolution supposed to do? Is this supposed to be like the whole year? <laughs> like no, like, nah. For most people, it's like the first three weeks. Okay, yeah, because like I don't think like New Year's resolutions supposed to be like the whole year, but I don't. know I think they are. They're supposed to be like habits that last throughout your life type thing. But you gotta keep doing them every year, so obviously they're not lasting for most people. Yeah, this this one I don't like. Put your bills on auto pay. If this won't put you under any financial stress, do it. It's one less thing you have to think about. And if you never pay late fees again, win-win. I don't like it. I don't like auto pay at all. Like, I don't yeah. care. My cell phone, like, I pay it to the last if for no reason. I just pay it. I was like, AT&T, I don't care about you guys. I'll pay it to the last I want to. And they're always trying to, every time I make a payment to all these bills, they're like, do you want to do auto pay? No, I don't want to do auto pay. And I don't know why I don't want to do auto pay. Same. I don't know. I don't, I don't do auto pay. I feel like you got to have an exorbitant amount of money to do that. <laughs> Like who's doing auto pay? Who's like doesn't have at least like a five hundred k in the bank or something like that's dangerous. What if they they double charge you and you fucking negative? You can't pay your rent. Like it's that it's Sunday. You can't go to the bank. Like uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, that's a good thing. I want to know if, if I want to know who are the people that do auto pay. People with faith in the electronic systems. I don't know. That seems just a bit much. Okay. Well. These are all New Year's resolutions that we have not completely, fully agreed on yet. These sound like resolutions for, like, 45-year-olds. <laughs> well. <laughs> Except for the gossip one. That one was weird. Okay. See, but these are hard. Like, how do you... Uh, maybe we need to find one that's, like, more easy to scale. Like, uh... Maybe, like, their target audience are not us. <laughs> okay. I'm going to just end on, I don't know. These are not that great. Well, like, did you have This you one have is like travel somewhere with no map. It's what? also like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> That's trying to get you buried. She's trying to get us killed. <laughs> You're going to be missing. And then they're like, where was she? Somewhere with no map. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that one. You know what? I kind of like this one. I might do this one. Send handwritten letters. Nobody does this anymore. Mm. And it's such a thoughtful, genuine uh, gesture. Make someone's day. You know what? I'm going to make this uh, once a month. I will be sending two handwritten letters to people until the end of the year. Okay. So Every month? Two? Two. That's not a lot. Can't okay. be to me. No. Oh. Unless I go to like. You put it in the mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> and I go get it. Without a, 
uh, postage stamp. So you have to like beat the mail, dude. Uh huh. They gonna write on it? No yeah. postage. No postage. Keep it there. Yeah. That's I a, like that one. I'm, 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 I might do that one. Isn't um? I'm already doing that. I just be texting people. No, see, you can't do that. Oh, okay. The handwritten letter. Oh. Are you writing? Do you? Are you those people that write? Like you know, you can write on the like the iMessage, like cursive. Oh, I only well, do that every once in a while. Who do you do that to? To you. That's crazy. Like, you, you usually just, do it first, and then I do. I know, I do but it like, I wonder if people do that like full blown conversation. That's too much. Like, what do you want? Which one's more often, that or someone to send voice notes? Who the hell is just sending voice notes consistently? I think people do that. I'm scared of those people. I'm scared of people that just randomly FaceTime out of nowhere. It's just you walk in and you see someone just FaceTiming. Yeah, you got to be mad close to do that. But I don't think I have anyone that would do that. But they're FaceTiming, but they're also just like talking casually down the store. Now I'm looking at the person face like their FaceTime. People do that. I hate when people just have that shit on speaker too. And I'm like, damn, where's yeah. your headphones? I, I don't know. need to know about your drama with your cousin's baby daddy. Yeah, you know, you know what's weird? I don't know, not weird, but always, I, I'm i not a big person into this, but I always wonder, like, the people that call, like, there's two phone calls that make me, like, question what kind of people are these. So the first one is, like, the people that make, like, the call on their lunch to, like, people to mm-hmm. have a casual conversation. Like, I, 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 th- I think that's interesting. I don't know. I just want to know, like, the mindset that you want to talk, have a casual conversation with someone on their lunch. I don't know. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, job got to be like mad boring. Because <laughs> oh, lunch is to like decompress. Yeah. And then the other one is like the people that call like on their way to work to have a casual, mm. com- casual conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. The only time I, I usually call people if I'm like on a walk sometimes or like, I don't know. I guess I don't have any call habits. I don't really talk on the phone that much, honestly. You should get a pager. For what? Because you're not using the uh, telephone, right? I don't need I got text messages. It's the same thing. <laughs> Just more details. Just saying. You Okay. Um, but not that's n- Any New Year's resolutions? Um, well, that you I made as- some last year, and I think I hit them all. Yeah. I think- Good for you. Round okay. of applause. Clap, clap. I think my first ones, I wrote them down, but I don't want to look at them. I, th- I know one of them was to like read for pleasure, which I did. Okay. Um, go to the gym. Good. I don't think there was any specificities there, so I hit that mark. Okay, so <laughs> um, you just had to go twice. Plan the wedding. Mm-hmm. We ba- we have that done. Um, I don't remember, but I think I hit most of them because I I looked at it the other day. So then for this year, I don't. I think I just want to graduate with my master's, get married, and stay active. Stay active. And keep and read more read for more. pleasure. That's good. I will be following and keeping everyone up on your New Year's resolutions throughout the year well, what in Lost in the Woods. So yours is just the letters? That's the only one. That's the only one you care about? I haven't thought about it too much. Oh, okay. So I... Uh, me neither. Uh, I just made those up right now. Really? <laughs> Sounds like you're really con- like you convinced me that you had these in the. No. Well, it's stuff I'm gonna do anyways. Oh. Okay. So I'm just making myself feel good because I know I'm gonna cross those off anyways. Right. I plan on living. <laughs> um, drinking water every drinking water, day. Eat food. <laughs> uh, getting married. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's. I mean, 
the handwritten letters, I want to keep it unique for that. I think that's really cool. And hopefully people will be nice enough to at least write back or just be happy that they got that. You know? Yeah. So. That's really nice. I haven't, I don't think I've written a letter since I was a kid. Did not go good. So maybe that's why I don't want to do it as an adult. Well, you don't have to. It's just an idea God where you can stop gossiping. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I think I'm, I'm cool with mine. What about, um, well, there wasn't that really any good ones on there. So no, that list was terrible. Sorry, guys. But anyways, um, so during Christmas, a really cool thing went up. Allie told me, and then everyone else told me the same day too. The James, not named after me, Webb Telescope went up. And Allie, how how much do you know about this James Webb Telescope? I've been reading it, and I think it's yeah. really freaking interesting. It's so cool. I know very surface level of like layman's type terms and things so do you want me to explain it a little bit yeah explain it i can add some more to yeah. it so it's a giant telescope that they're sending out into the what is it called the what area it is i forget the word for it Frank's. well like what area where is that of the yeah of like the solar system because it's in like so it's in this area that's kind of like the sweet spot where the mirrors can get powered up by the sun, but also it won't be in the shadow of the Earth. It's going to be sent into the L2, which is go. a point in space several times further away than the moon is from Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like in that sweet spot so that there won't be shadows. Um, and it's like basically like this really big telescope that is different than um, other ones because it can see infrared light. And so... Um, that means that it can see like through all of like the space dust that's kind of in the way of um, a lot of um, other images we have and also um, yeah it's going to look basically like back through time because it's going to be able to see back farther than any telescope we have up right yeah yeah you're yeah, right that's like the gist of it so we're going to be able to look back through time and look with infrared so we're going to be able to see a lot more which is really cool. We're going to learn a lot about the universe, hopefully. Yeah, so they said the, it's uh, the telescope's sensitive optics is from the heat of the sun, moon, and earth. So that's the sweet spot you're mm-hmm. talking about. So one thing I looked up, like what some of the goals were, and this is interesting because it's kind of hard to, like, you, you, you have a science background, but, like, how to set up goals, but also there's a possibility that there's some shit that's going to show up that, you there's no way to account for it mm-hmm. but some of the goals is uh image the very first stars and galaxy in the universe which mm-hmm. you were talking about study the atmospheres of planets around other stars looking for gases that may suggest <clears throat> presence of life so before mm-hmm. i go to the next goal i want to talk about this one right here so it was once again study the atmosphere of planets around other stars look for gases that may suggest the presence of life so this one is really interesting. So obviously they're trying to look for like some artificial, I guess, aliens or I mean, artificial intelligence or aliens or whatever you want. Actually, not artificial intelligence, excuse me, but aliens pretty much, right? Like extraterrestrials? Yes, excuse me. So they'll be able to see artificial lights from let's say like cities mm-hmm. scattering in the atmosphere of exoplanets. So I think that's really cool because just to see some artificial lights and then they'll be like so it'll be like say maybe some 
far solar system was looking, they probably have like more this technology, and they'll see like Chicago's lights or so, or it's like let's say like probably Los Angeles or Vegas that emits a lot of light, right? And oh. that could show like, like just like a little bit. I mean, it's not like I'm just obviously you know, theorizing, but like just some kind of lights that show that there's some kind of being or alien or mm-hmm. something living there based on that. So that light, I mean, that telescope will be able to find stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. I also heard like, or I guess this is more specific to earth, but like earth is really cool because we do have, um, like an atmosphere that has a lot of like ozone and other elements that actually like protect us from radiation. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also like another thing they're looking out for is like planets with an atmosphere that would prevent radiation from hitting the Earth's surface as much because that's kind of what helps life on Earth survive is because we're not just getting like pounded with radiation yeah. like you do out in space. So that that would be cool to be able to see like you know if there's a planet with a cool atmosphere that means potentially there is something surviving down there yeah and the last goal is providing further insights into the nature of dark matter and dark energy Mm -hmm. which is always interesting and this is what they said like any good scientific experiment we don't know really what we might find so we don't know it's a it the launch happened on i think the 25th 25th and it's going to take a while till it's all the way full up and mm-hmm. all but it's a it's a pretty interesting uh like i didn't know much about this i'm surprised that i didn't know about like it's you know it took like six or seven years to be made or so but it's just really really cool yeah and then they had like a few like false starts too because like all the conditions have to be like perfect and i think they were supposed to launch it like in november like the end or no like the mid or early december yeah and it kept getting pushed back so i'm glad that it was successful <laughs> um a f- another thing that uh let's see there's more stuff uh, they think that it will confirm some theories about the universe early universe mm-hmm. uh, i think uh finding and identifying planets with atmospheres like i was telling Ooh. you guys about uh how planets is forming and uh maybe even biological life and like earth like two three years ago but also this is cool like so people will be able to so people will be able to um i think submit like an application to use it it's a pretty extensive mm, like the uh, data from it to yeah be like, probably so like a I'll, phd or something I'll, but it, uh, you can do it i forgot how it's going to be a hard application to do but that's one thing i'll be doing like there'll be a lot of probably um articles Oh, from yeah. this coming up but i want to know like probably thousands of papers from that yeah the only thing is you know what's one thing that's weird like that was a big invention or not invention i don't know if this is considered invention but something that's like supposed to help with research was that um a big leap well not leap but oh. like you know that thing that's like under europe the collider the had hadron collider yeah but i haven't i don't know if i have seen a lot i have seen some great discoveries from that but i haven't seen that much um articles from it so well you're probably not probably don't have access to those journals maybe (laughs) they're probably like in specific like physics journals that you don't 
peruse and probably are behind a paywall. Well, I mean, I think I follow. So a lot of people on Reddit, cause I have some Reddit and they have like specific ones. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure a lot will come up. Like I have found, I have seen some, which oh, is really okay. cool. But I think it's, it's uh, I think that thing is, uh, I remember someone was telling me that they do, when they have to do like, not, um, how would you say it? Like when they have to do maintenance, it takes a while to do maintenance for it. So that takes like probably a year or two to do the maintenance mm-hmm. or so. But also, I think it might emit a lot of energy, which energy costs a lot, too. So, I don't know. If it's it like, emits energy or it, like, uses a use lot? It, use oh, it. Excuse okay. me. Use a lot of energy. Yeah. I, I would imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing a lot. So, I don't maybe know that much about might, it. might be the issue. But yeah. this one seems like it's maybe more um, open, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm really excited about the James Webb me Telescope. Too. We'll see. Like, what what is going to come out of this? I don't know. We'll learn more about the universe. I know. Hopefully, but it, maybe they'll detect other life forms out there. That'll be awesome. G- give us a prediction that will be coming from fifty years from this. Ali, go. We'll come back in fifty years about this. Um, we're waiting. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> maybe they'll find more planets that have Earth-like qualities. Yeah. Because I, I do think that's a major motivator for a lot of researchers right now earth like huh earth like planets. yeah earth like planets because i think a lot of people want to colonize the universe yeah like star trek vibes oh man that's uh our stargate sg1 did you used to watch that <laughs> hell yeah i watched that Stargate? With the little black holes. Yeah. yeah I love that. Did you that watch Star show. Trek? I did. Not as much as Stargate, though. Shout out to the Stargate, Star Trek listener. And shout out to the Faymets and the Lost, lost People. Oh, Lost People. <laughs> Which one are you? A Faymet or a Lost People or just a guess? You're probably a guess. I'm a guess. A guess. Shout out to the Faymets, though. Hope you have a good New Year's. Be safe. Uh, catch an Uber. Catch a bus. Catch the train. There's a lot of places that have free public transit i come to say uber and lyft is free during the new year's but i don't know i don't know um, i know taxis now i remember back in the day when i used to have to take a taxi on new year's day in the morning the motherfuckers was mad booked and i was like you know what i'm just gonna walk so just don't drive drunk that's all i'm saying okay so um yeah anyways ali uh we're so excited to have you on here you know mm-hmm. people probably want to ask you a gazillion questions about your project and all that and we'll get <laughs> that. that no oh, seriously okay. they do uh-huh. um but we'll get to that okay but first we're going to talk about something else that you have no idea about okay have you heard of connie 2012 Connie. Connie. K O N Y. K as in. Coney. Coney. Yeah. Coney. Where like the kid. No. Army. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I thought sort of said Connie. I don't know. I have I don't, I I have memories of I think I was uh, in high school and they were putting like posters. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember. I just, it was like kid armies or it was it kid trafficking. I don't, I don't know, and I don't really know what happened afterwards. Well, it was really. I remember it because I was 22, and you were in middle school. I That's was weird. in high school. I think 2012. I would have been a senior, maybe or no. I graduated in 2013, so either a junior or a senior. Jeez Louise, yep. age. Anyways, <laughs> so I, Connie or Coney, whatever you want to say, depending on what part of the universe you're from. But um, it 
became a so the viral video had about over five million retweets, which is like that's a lot, I guess. A hundred million views. This is within like a day or two of the video. Um, Fifty-eight percent of adults from eighteen to twenty-one said they heard about it in the U.S. Um, and it led to almost 2,300 video clips associated with the campaign. Wow, that's really interesting. The, the reason why I bring it up, because it was a popular thing, but it failed miserably. Like, unbelievably what happened. So, like, what was it? I don't, I don't really remember. The... So, Joseph Connie or Coney, whatever you want to call his name. Mm-hmm. He was a, he is a, I think he might be arrested now. or I don't think he's dead. But he's a Ugandan militant that is founded the LRA, the Lord Resistant Army, in which they were, like, taking, like, kids and making them be soldiers in that, like, area of Africa. And, yes, I said Africa because it wasn't just Uganda, so I'm not saying Africa is a country, Okay. by the way. I'm I'm glad you clarified that. I'm going to get canceled (laughs) over here. Well, I just want to say that. I'm just kidding. But so the video was in early March 2012, so I wasn't even 22. I was probably 20, 20. I was 21. And it was titled Connie 2012 by uh, U.S. filmmaker Jason Russell from the campaign group Invisible Children. Uh, the attention, the intention of the production was to draw attention to Connie and effort to increase U.S. involvement in the issue and have Connie arrested by the end of 2012. Um, a poll suggested that more than half young adults Americans heard about Connie 2012 in the falling days, like I told you, how it was, you know, with through t- uh, Twitter, through um, YouTube, and all the uh, posters uh, on the wall of your high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, the, let's see, Connie and the supporting U.S. assistant fighting the LRA was introduced into the U.S. Senate, passing several months later. Connie mm-hmm. 2012 has was criticized for simplifying the history of the LRA conflict and for failing to note that Connie was already pushed out of Uganda six years before the film was made. So that shit was already done with whenever we were all trying right. to help? So <laughs> I remember, so I remember what the hell? one of my close friends, I, I won't say his name, but he, he was like hardcore, but uh, he has, I mean, I, he, was, he has reasons to be hardcore because um the background of it. And he was like all for like, I think he probably even donated it. I mean, it sounds horrible. It got like $28 million yeah. of donations. Well, I mean, you can't just be snatching little kids and make them fight wars. Like, right. that's probably the one of the worst things you can do. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, but a few things was like, I guess there was a lot of facts that weren't true. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the stress from that, you know, success or non-success, what you want to say, I guess it was success with the beginning of it. But, like, I remember the filmmaker guy went crazy. Like, he was, he ended up in, I think it was in, like, Hollywood and, um, or, like, somewhere in Los Angeles. So, he, like, was found, like, naked running the streets. It was, like, kind of from, uh, yes. did you ever watch Old School? Yeah. With Will Ferrell? <laughs> I think it was kind of like that. Where like, he's, like, we're streaking yeah, and we'll, no one's behind him. But, like, without, like, uh, <laughs> that. But it's, like, scary. Was he on drugs or was he just, like, mentally un- unstable? So, they said the San Diego police detained a naked Jason Russell. Um, and they took him for a psychiatric elevation after he allegedly vandalized cars and made sexual 
gestures after removing underwear oh, during God. a public breakdown that was filmed and released online. Oh, no. Poor he was hospitalized guy. for several, several weeks and all. That's horrible. Yeah. But, Being um, naked just adds a whole nother level to any breakdown. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Can't be naked having a breakdown. Like, that just makes it, like, like it terrible. Kinda, <laughs> it kind of, like, like confirms that, like, you're having a breakdown. Hell, yeah. You <laughs> naked in public? Yeah. <laughs> you got to be bold to be naked in Hell public. yeah. And drawing attention to yourself. But, he was going through it. The the con whatever coney thing or such it, it had like it was it was a really big thing but it made me think about like just i had like a flashback to 2022 2012 because it's 2022 so the 10 years anniversary oh. is coming up right okay. but it was um it, sh- it showed me you know when i go back i didn't understand now but how there are so so many issues that are more complex that non-governmental agencies can actually make a change because it wasn't really a governmental agency. It was like, you know, it was a, whatever you want to say, some campaign or film. Well, I don't know what their whole thing is. but Like social activist type yeah, person. You, yeah, I guess, yeah, like that. But it just, it shows me that, like, like how hard it is to, um, excuse me, guys. For, to make anything that is like non-governmental like but not as a non-governmental that's not in the same country because what do you mean so i feel governmental like a non-governmental trying non-governmental agency that's trying to make a change in a different country yeah so like just, ngos like non yeah okay yeah it's just so it's, it's like it's easier because I think there's, it's easier to do it in like America because obviously there's more people that are coming from the same background as you, and also people are probably more educated in overall, let's say how America is compared to, and also maybe understand like the multiple um, ideologies between a lot of people in America compared to like another country and stuff. Because it's like it's that's why I was saying it's like it's more complex than that, you know. Like trying to, because there was a big missing, right? Mm-hmm. They said that this guy's been out of Uganda for six years, and that's a big thing. Like you're missing, right? That's, yeah. That's, but wait, where was he? Was he on the run, or was he dead? I think like, he was on the run, and I don't think yeah. his, the army or whatever he was like structuring was as even strong. No yeah, more. it's so hard because I think yeah, like things get lost in like cultural translation. And also, I, I think a lot of people have really good intentions. Like, that guy, I'm sure he wanted personal gain from it, but also probably genuinely cared about the issue and and thought that he could be the person to, like, make a difference. But, I don't I mean, I didn't watch it, but maybe potentially if you actually go and talk to people and, like, ask the people that live there what they want and mm-hmm. empower them to make a difference, I think that's kind of where a lot of this like cross-country activism really fails in my opinion is where you're like um you're kind of like arrogant you think that you know what's best for people yeah and and you don't do your obviously that guy didn't do his research he didn't even know like the full scope of the problem but yeah you gotta like gotta you gotta get in there and you gotta see what people actually need and want because even in like smaller things like you can be an outsider looking at maybe your friend's situation and you don't really know what they need until you go and talk to him. Right. And so, I don't, I mean, I don't know if he did that or what, but 
obviously there was something missing there that <laughs> was not what the people there needed. It, it seemed like I, I I could be totally incorrect, but it seemed like this was like the last big um, campaign for like like a third world country kind of thing from like a like remember back in the day they used to have those like your one dollar donation kind of thing mm-hmm. and obviously it was like for like some poor ch- child in Africa or in Asia or so yeah. but that's this. I feel like this was like the last like they don't even do those kind of things that and I don't know yeah, I don't if know. it's because of just there's a missing dynamic something there's something missing about it or what yeah, I think the motives of the people running those have a real big, like, impact on the results. Like, there's definitely, like, some people that do successfully help other people in other countries. But, I don't know, I'm I'm just a firm believer. You have to, like, immerse yourself in their culture and their way of life to really be able to help them. Because it's, like, if you take a Western viewpoint of, like, how to solve a problem, it's just not going to work yeah like i don't know like take like water issues for instance like our water system here is so different it's like you have to really go and see what they're going through to help them like build a well or like you know keep the water clean or something like that like and people do that work but i think it takes like a lifelong commitment to those people i don't know and should we be doing that like i don't know like we should be empowering them to solve their own problems like they're not stupid yeah they're just struggling and it's usually multifaceted like you know government oppression or the results of colonization honestly so i wish there was like a like a class that was based on like earthly like earthly views or language or something like that Mm -hmm. that can show like a generic there probably is maybe in like the other social like study programs like i have no clue because i studied science and so the most i got was like world religions (laughs) and so i'm sure there is some form of study you can do or like maybe like you know someone's dissertation is like based on you know doing that i don't know i always um well, pertaining to, I think, is it this or not? Actually, I kind of lost my chain of thought, so excuse me. <laughs> anyway, You can change the subject. No, it was, it was uh, something. Or cut it out. Interesting. No, we, oh, we'll keep going. Okay, we don't okay. cut out here. Man. Oh, okay. Lost okay. in the woods with fame. Sorry about that. Oops. I had like a blender with the, <laughs> what I was going to say about like Connie. How do you say it? You need to drink some water. Connie? I said Coney, but I have no clue on I I that's kind of like was in the like back of my the soup of my brain like I didn't remember that until you just brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> I think about like weird things like Balloon Boy and just some random shit what? that just What's Balloon Boy? I won't go too okay. much into it, but I don't like need to know. <laughs> some kid that was supposed to be in a balloon but his parents said that he was in the parents said he was in balloon and the balloon was traveling across like mid, like a hot air balloon? Yeah, whoa. Well, I think a weather balloon or something like that. <laughs> and the kid was like traveling throughout um, like the Great Plains. And then they're trying to get him down safely so he won't die. Obviously, he's that high in the air. And they found they got him down, but they found out he wasn't there. And then the kid was in, spoiler alert, the kid was in the closet of their house. Oh, my God. And then it was like, oh, my goodness. He was like, oh, he was like, oh, he was asleep this whole time. 
But I guess when he told like the police, he was like, "My mom and dad had me do it," and it was like a publicity stunt. Oh, for attention! Yeah, yeah for that's attention. hell of. If you're gonna do that, you gotta make sure your kid is down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How are you gonna do that when your kid don't is like loyal? And then the, the, the dad spent like a couple years in jail, hell and yeah. the mom was on like probation for like a year or two. It's like mad wasted resources. Yeah. See, man, it's a a weather balloon. <laughs> it might not have been a weather balloon, but it was, it was a balloon because I don't know. I, I don't know what weather balloons look like. Like I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, think you can be in a weather balloon. They're like literal balloons well, with like sensors and stuff. It wasn't a hot air balloon. I can tell you oh. that. But it was a, a balloon. balloon. I don't think it was a balloon. Oh. Yeah, but obviously he wasn't in was there. Was this modern? Um. Hey, let me get my engineer to look it up. Yeah, come on. Intern guy. Intern. Chop chop. I'm just kidding. Balloon boy was. Sorry guys. Oh, get it together. Balloon boy was in 2009. Okay. Damn, so he's a, a grown ass adult now. They probably yeah. have a. He's mad, embarrassed. He's like, I'm not balloon boy. Don't they have a. I think, I think they have like a fucking documentary on it now. Nah, he gotta be traumatized. There's no way him and his parents are still cool. It was a It was a homemade helium filled gas balloon shaped to resemble a silver flying saucer. Oh, from, so they were some weirdos. <laughs> and it was. Uh, it was in Fort Collins. Yeah, that's real Colorado. Weird. And I forgot it said it traveled about fifty miles. Hey, what if he lied and he just didn't want to get in trouble? So he's like, my parents made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't want to get caught up, and he's like, it's all their fault. Yeah, that was um, fucking crazy. I never heard of that. That's so funny and so weird. Yeah, man, it's bizarre. A, it's a weird. Uh, we live in a weird, weird world. I think that's how. You, do like, you think they just wanted attention? Like, how do you like? What? How did that conversation go? Like, hey, honey, let's um pretend our kid is in this flying saucer for attention. Like, what? Uh, like, were they trying to get donations? Like, I don't understand the motive and how um, two people agree to do some shit like that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> if you came to me like Allie, let's pretend our kid is lost. I'd be like divorce. Just kidding, but I'd be like, are you okay mentally? Like, do we need to talk? I think they just want. It was a. It, it was really. It looks like all down to a publicity stunt. Like publicity for what? They got for a business? Like attention or something. Oh. But it worked. Like oh. no, it didn't. I never heard of them, and well, I just thought they were real weirdos. Because you were like nine. The dad. 2009? Yeah, was it nine? I was a freshman. In high school? Yeah. Oh. I was like 14, 13, um, 15. I, I, I don't... How about... I'm not going to go too much in Balloon Boy. Okay. But... Um, <laughs> balloon Boy. Yeah, that was, it was called Balloon they Boy. They call him Closet Boy. He wasn't on the balloon. I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was an uh, interesting um, email someone sent me to me that wasn't relationship advice. And we have a relationship advice thing. So stay tuned, okay. you guys. But this guy um, or a lost person reached out to me and he said, if if we took and I don't know why he did this, because I'm not really the best person to answer this. And I'm happy I have you on the podcast, Ali. But if we took a human, uh, a human baby from one hundred and sixty years mm-hmm. ago into the present, where they be able to keep up intellectually with modern kids? One hundred and sixty. One hundred sixty thousand. OK. So I did do some research uh, just to answer this because it was a really interesting mm-hmm. question. I actually, the last couple of weeks, I've been getting into like evolution a little bit. Wait, wait, how old of a baby? Like a newborn? 
Or like yeah, a like three-year-old? Okay. A newborn. Okay, okay. So here's a few things that we need to factor in. Uh, tools looks like was made, human-made tools about, I think, 2.8 to, 2. to 2 million years ago. But mm-hmm. tools wasn't as beneficial as what people would think until we were introduced to fire. Fire is what probably helped us develop as humans a lot. So humans, I mean, so fire helped cook food, and it actually is believed to lead to brain development mm-hmm. and more nutritious foods. Like the frontal cortex was mm-hmm. able to get more complex because you could eat more. Yeah. Right? And also, I think probably maybe... So a few things with like food that I know about is like, remember I was telling you, this is like a personal conversation, but like a lot of green foods are more beneficial if you cook them. So like I love eating raw broccoli, but if you cook broccoli, you actually get the benefits, like more benefits of broccoli. It it helps break down like the cellulose. And that's like a lot of with green vegetables and stuff. So do you think that that's what they were eating? Well, it does. Well, because they also said like the fire actually helped like use for protection and sometimes protection mm-hmm. like let's say burned up a whole forest and then they were eating like let's say cooked vegetables from it or cooked nuts or anything like well, that. Well, also if you cook meat, you're probably gonna have less parasites that kill you. Yeah. So, but this helped There's like probably so many reasons why fire helped. Honestly, and, and probably like helped uh, fire like a lot of synapses. Synapses. I don't know. Synapses. In the brain too, you know. From the nutrition, like, imagine, I mean, obviously this wasn't introduced yet, but, like, chocolate, you know? It wasn't introduced when fire was introduced, but, like, what will it do, like, you know, if you give a kid, like, you have had, if, you know, you always see these kids that haven't had sugar or candy, and then they go to their first, like, uh, birthday party, and they have, like, this first taste of fucking soda, and you just see just what it does to them, which they're not supposed to because you're a something happened but anyways you can see it yeah they probably have more active hours too in the day because mm-hmm. you probably would just go to sleep yeah and that was when one it's dark and then now you, you have more time to stay up and have leisure and talk mm-hmm. and build community and yeah. social bonds and things like that probably yeah, that's that was the next thing it made days longer and winter less brutal look at me i've been knowing my human and, history and uh so that was like one of the things and with that and i'll go back to another thing while I have everyone here. Wait, so you didn't answer the question? I'm answering, but oh, I have okay. something else to go with it, too. Okay. Sorry, guys. It's just, like, really interesting to me. So, but, so, uh, I, then I, I, I watched this video about, like, it was like a Khan Academy, but not really Khan Academy, crash course about mm-hmm. human development. But they say, that they believe that uh, if we did, it would, if we could still a baby, it, we couldn't steal him a hunt from 160 thousand years ago we only can go back to about seventy thousand years ago because that's when um i mean we could it would be still like be able to um have the same intellectual advantages if we had like another bait like a newborn baby that was born today or so compared to if it was 160,000 years ago it wouldn't it would have like a really intellectual disadvantage because those uh they i guess they'll say those things that were like how I just mentioned like the advancement of like tools and culture and all that. It wasn't as in present 160,000 years ago. But why does that matter if it's because they a baby with the potential to build uh, the because, synapses? And- because also that factor in like all the 
you might know more about this, like the Homo, like Erectus, all and those. Neanderthalus. Yeah, so all okay. those weren't. That makes sense. That they weren't at there, like some weren't present. Some were still present. Yeah, and some weren't, and then like okay. you know they started like. I guess I I feel like theoretically I I feel like it would work, but my main concern would be the um the immune system would be trash. Oh yeah, and well, their gut biome would probably be so different that they would have like you'd have to breastfeed food. them human. They'd probably need like human breast milk from a modern day human to give them and like all their vaccines and stuff. Otherwise, I feel like they'd be done. So yeah, I well, don't know. I feel like I, I get it though. They like they think that humans were different enough that yeah. they wouldn't be able to learn. They what would just learn? they would learn, but it wouldn't be on the same like. Huh. Because there was like they were they broke it down like when these like I'm gonna say like you know Homo erectus but there was like there was like five or six of them right yeah they were still like a community but then they stum- were interbreeding like yeah. yeah like but then that like eventually some you know started going away and some started mm-hmm. like strengthening mm-hmm. and that's why they said like you can go back to seventy thousand years compared to one hundred sixty that's so interesting yeah obviously it's like an estimated time yeah. frame. That but, does make sense. Yeah, humans definitely, like modern day humans, like Homo sapiens, it's so weird to think that we, our species exi- coexisted with other like Homo species. So, like, that'd be like, there's like sci fi books, ab- or not sci fi, but yeah, I guess, I don't know, like fantasy maybe. Um, there's books about like what that would be like to be, you know, a modern day human. Obviously, it will be so different culturally and like socially, but. Like, imagine coexisting with other human-like animals that are not the apes, right? Because it's like a chimp is, like, human-like, but, like, even more human-like. Because even when I see, like, gorillas and chips and, like, orangutan orangutans, I'm like, damn. Like, you can just see that we got a lot in common, yeah. you know? But imagine even closer. That's like when a coyote and a dog be looking at each other. They're like, huh. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that close of a relative would be so crazy. Yeah. And they was fucking. Yeah. <laughs> they were interbreeding for sure. Like Neanderthals, especially like we all got a little bit of Neanderthal in us. One thing I was trying, uh, one thing I was getting off of this too, was like the, um, like, uh, I think this is, uh, back to like a consciousness kind of thing, but the, there's like a belief that you know, certain developments of, like, tools and other stuff actually helped, like, develop, like, what, like, consciousness. Like, language, I feel like, too. Yeah. But, because, you know, I was talking to a buddy about consciousness. Obviously, we still really don't know much about it. I mean, we know a lot, but not enough. But if you think, if you go back to, like, just humans' evolution, like, you could see, like, you know, like, how we started introducing tools and fire and all that and how that helped like you know let's say you said the frontal lobe or whatever frontal cortex yeah frontal cortex but i'm pretty sure certain stuff that were introduced or you know we when we started developing like tools and all have led to what like consciousness like i really believe well i don't know i guess i I I don't know what consciousness is like other than i don't know to me i just feel like it's your interpretation through your brain of what's happening around you yeah like existing right yeah yeah i think they had consciousness before that probably like animals so do you think that animals that don't use tools 
don't have consciousness or no, like no i think they just like a develop, snail they developed it if they did develop it they developed it when they were introduced to something like mm. a long time ago or probably present yeah like a more complex um nervous system and brain yeah. i guess mainly brain yeah. it's like your central nervous system like sensing the world around you and interpreting it is probably like a higher not higher but more evolved species trait for sure yeah and human evolution is really cool because if you start i I don't i never took any i never really cared too much about evolution i took evolution good a plus over here i'm just kidding but i did do good it was Uh, one of my favorite classes but like i like how when you like the how complex evolution is because like the introduction to stuff like cultural religion and all that Mm -hmm. like how much it has played into evolution and then like what we're doing now and obviously we are the humans that we are right now haven't actually been on alive or present that long like compared to forgot what they're saying compared to other ones that have been on like there's they're actually i think uh i don't know which uh one was but those ones have been on earth longer than what present humans are now if if you know what i mean like they were there longer yeah so, and, i think humans were were like we're, 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 really we're around two hundred fifty thousand, and i think the first like hominids evolved like 20 million or i don't know like yeah. millions of years versus yeah modern humans are pretty like a bleep yeah. on human life or earth life like we're we're in the, we're still pretty early on in our like species development and yeah i think it's so it, humans are really cool now because we're doing evolution by like artificial selection mm-hmm. i think we're doing it on ourselves and we're doing it on every other living organism on earth almost at this point like you know like cuz evolution by natural selection was kind of the OG of like how we understood. Now we're doing artificial. And now, yeah, like, I mean, the first ones were dogs and, you know, cat domestications from like wild versions, like with dogs, wolves. And <clears throat> and then we did, obviously did that with most of the plants we eat today were, you know, artificially selected by humans to to grow bigger and better for us. And now it's kind of like on crack. <laughs> like we've brought it into labs and you know made it the most quick and efficient way um even with like other species still yeah and like mammal species um you know the interesting thing about our evolution um is i i read this a couple weeks ago it was um i I forgot where i read it but it was like when will humans go extinct Mm -hmm. but there's a belief that we already passed the halfway like halfway mark of our human's existence Mm -hmm. so there's a possibility that we won't get that deep into evolution compared to Mm -hmm. the other human species like shark or oh yeah i was gonna say like sharks like they've been around forever or like certain um yeah just certain other species have been around a lot longer than us yeah according to the j richard gott's formulation of the controversial doomsday argument he argues that we have probably already lived through half the duration of human history. So there's a possibility that we won't That's evolve that much afterwards to yeah. like something more 
different. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I feel like that. I feel like we're in our final form. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like a Dragon Ball Z <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. Final form. We're going to die in this form. We're not going <laughs> to evolve to like Homo sapien. Because mm. we're already like Homo sapien sapien. So we're going to be like Homo futurians or something. <laughs> I don't know what they would name the next species of humans. But I, I, I agree with that. We're going down. Or my fellow monthly guest uh, Tupo would say cyborgs. Oh yeah, we maybe that's what he thinks we're gonna be cyborgs. Which I don't think we're gonna be around long enough. Yeah, the climate is a changing. Yeah, I'm reading this really interesting book called Anyone right now, so it's kind of talking about like c- cyborgs mm-hmm. kind of thing. But you should read it. Yeah. Um, I won't go too much in that, but that was a really good uh, thing about yeah. evolution. You guys Everyone should look into should evolution. Look in, yeah, look into it and look into like human biogeography. So like. The movement of all the humans across the earth through time it's really really interesting um because it, it, it gives insight not only to like you know like the scientific like hard science type of it but also just like the cultural and like i don't know like i find i just find it really interesting so yeah and it's good to just understand human origins and kind of movement i feel like it makes you feel more um, like included yeah. with each other or like not like you know what I mean like if you understand why people have different skin colors or like different traits like I feel like it helps you not judge people and like appreciate the differences that we all have and why, where they come from but also understand that we all have like a core thing in common it's so weird with because um, cause I, I don't know what Hitler's objective was but he was, really, he was really interested into like some kind of natural selection weird shit. I think he had a brain tumor. Yeah, that was probably possible <laughs> too. Killed himself. CTE. I don't know. Like he's like well, he was bad. He wanted power, and yeah. that was the way to do it for him. Yeah, he was good at that manipulation he part. Was horrible. But fuck Hitler. Yeah, um, fuck anyways, Hitler. going to this next wing. Uh, I think this is interesting, and then we'll find we'll finish off with a little bit more about Ali. You guys, thanks to listen to Lost in the Whistle with Fames. I'm so happy that you guys spent the year with me, and it'll be in next year. And this is one of my favorite guilty pleasures. You know, I talk about Rocky Road ice cream, but this is my real guilty pleasure. I like talking on podcasts with people and talking to myself. Usually, a lot of people don't know, but I don't usually talk to people about three four hours and when i wake up when i go to work i wake up in the morning and then i usually do a workout and shower and then i get to work and then i'll talk to people until about 30 40 minutes in my work shift and it's usually about three to four hours been being wake waking up so um i take pride in what we're doing right now but anyways I want to talk about this from a lost person or famous. Actually, you know, it's, it's a lost person. Excuse me. Shout out to lost people. But they asked for relationship advice. Allie. They um, asked me specifically? Well, How, no. How'd they know? Not you. Oh. They, they asked me, but thank okay. God we have you. I'll help. This is interesting. Fi- fi- sorry, fi- finance. Fiance wants to invite 20 members. The fiance wants to invite 20 members of her ex-boyfriend's family to our wedding. What the fuck, Fames? (laughs) What the hell? Fames, my beloved fiance wants to invite her ex-entire family to our wedding. And the ex? Oh, sorry. I cut you off. Her ex's family to our wedding. 
parents, grandparents, siblings, nieces, nephews, aunts, and uncles, but not the ex, as they mm. did not split uh, amis- amicably. Amic- amic- what is it? Amicably. Am- <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Amicably. 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 That means like in a good, like they were on good terms. But they did not split that. So they was on bad terms. Seven years ago. Ooh, that's a long time. They will be of the ex family than their own. Hmm. Um, I want to be considerate of her wants and needs. We all have paths. I was married for 20 years and there isn't a single member of the ex-in-laws that I plan on inviting. She has a huge heart and stays attached, but... On the day of our wedding, I don't want to be reminded of her past fames. It makes me feel like I'm marrying to her ex-family. What would you do, fames? Oh, why would they ask me this? Because I'm getting married. But I'm going to start with the guest, Allie. What, what, what do you feel about this lost person? Okay, I feel like my knee-jerk reaction is that that's crazy. Okay. To invite. But then I can understand if... I guess I... No, I can't understand it. <laughs> trying to rationalize i'm trying to be nice about her needs and it sounds like he is actually considerate of them and like trying to understand her which is a good sign that they're ready for marriage but i don't know if i'm just like a petty or jealous person but that would make me be like why do you need them there but also i feel like a wedding is pretty personal so maybe she doesn't feel that way yeah, and it's it's more natural for her to want everyone that she knows to be there, um, but I think she should be. I think I think maybe they could come to agreement. Maybe just like his mom or like her his grandma or whoever she's closest to. But the whole fam don't need to be there. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> also, the awkwardness of like because I assume at our wedding, and I'll be meeting some people I have never met, and you'll be meeting some of that you ever mm-hmm. you haven't met. But then you have like that's going to be the case. Like, hey, who's this? This is John, my ex's uncle. Yeah, that's and especially <laughs> because they didn't amicably break up, amicably break up. So to me, that signifies that there's some issues there. And why is she still so connected to his family? It seems like there's potentially not closed books yeah. there. Like, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I think everybody is a little different. Like my sister, for example, she her first boyfriend from when she was like a fifth like 13 to like 22 or something like his mom died and she went to their funeral and then my sister's like ex of a few years died and she went to his funeral even though she's married with three kids yeah so like i know that there are people who are just like love everyone that they've ever loved right which i can get it but to your wedding no yeah i I don't know i just can't like if 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 i was him Say if that was with us and you're inviting your ex's whole family to our wedding, I'm going to be a, like, I'm going to put my foot down. <laughs> and it might cause problems, but it's probably something you should talk about and solve before you get married anyways. Yeah, it's a it's a big problem because uh, obviously he's reaching out to me about it. And this is, sounds like they're about to get, they're obviously going to get married soon. So, so what do you, wait, what's your ruling? My ruling? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I, I mean, I wouldn't care. Really? To be honest, I wouldn't care. If you want to bring them, cool. I wouldn't bring any of my ex's family, but if you want to, cool. Maybe there were some kind of special part part of your life that I don't know about or I can't comprehend. You want them to be in this special part? Doesn't I, I would not care at all, you know? Like, it wouldn't be a big deal, you know? 
Mm. This this is with me though, with me and you, not yeah. with, if I was someone else. So like how I feel about you, I don't think you will ever disrespect me. And if you feel like this person needs to be at our wedding, I'm gonna respect that. And then, like I said, those most times there's I feel like with us, we're inviting people that have played a big role in our family, or not our family, but in our lives. Mm-hmm. So if there's someone in your ex's family that you wanted to invite, and they were, I, I, I will assume that there was some big part of your life, or is it still part of your life? Come the on. The whole right. family, though? Yeah, I mean. You gotta pay that, for all the people to eat. <laughs> I mean, you, you, that's a different, well, that's a little <laughs> bit more, you know, and more to it. So, I but could, that's it was like I mean. a few, but. Yeah, I could see, like, maybe two, or, like, maybe if it's, like, your ex's, like, sister, or, like, they have a kid or something, I don't know, yeah. that you helped take care of for the first years of their life. Then I could see that, but like, nah, I just can't do it. I'm, I don't know. Sounds like they also have some communication issues. So, because yeah. maybe um, something else. Weddings just seem so personal to me. Like, I never understood like the people who had like a 500 guest list because it's like, why does every single person you've ever been cool with need to be there? Like, yeah, I just don't, I just don't relate to that. So, it's hard for me to even say to invite my family that I don't talk to to the wedding let alone someone else's family yeah that I don't fuck with no more yeah he uh hopefully but he looked like he was married before too but but he's like I would never invite her <laughs> <laughs> he probably had a really bad breakup but yeah 20 years of marriage usually doesn't end too good yeah that's what, hard what, I don't know but remember um what's that 39 day fiance remember one of them like 90 day fiance yeah, they were cool but they were like had kids though who the uh rich dude that oh, and the wine thing yeah but they were like co-parenting and like yeah it wasn't her say whole that family was involved in their day-to-day life though it was just she was her involved and the in the kids. wedding though but yeah because they have small children but her whole family i don't know that's different <laughs> because they actually are close this situation She's not close with her ex. They don't have... It sounds like there's no children. When there's children, I'll be more mature. Mm-hmm. But if there's not kids, I'm going to be petty. Okay. <laughs> like, if you had an ex and you had a kid with them, I mean, our relationship would be different. But I would try harder to be understanding. Yeah. Because children need loving parents. But I don't think that's what's happening here. I think she just feels attached to them. For some, for whatever reason. Well, as long as the reason is healthy, then I will be okay with it. If she's like still attached to like her past life in a weird way, I, I guess. It's it's um. I don't know. I I agree with you. It's a weird issue though, and it, it's something that there's so many other issues when planning a wedding that that's yeah. one you don't want. It you don't to be, need you know? that, and you don't need like the. I mean, I don't even know how, what if they like, the moms start fighting or, like, what if someone slipped to the ex that this is the date and time and the ex shows up <laughs> with that, the family? That sounds like some, like, YouTube video, <laughs> that, like a viral video and shit. Or like yeah. a sitcom, like. No, like, something like, you'll see that, like, and then someone's, a whole fight breaks yeah, out. Yeah, like, I just, you don't need, yeah, like, weddings are so stressful because there's so many moving parts and so many people involved already like you don't need more people to like worry about it's just about like 
at the end of the day, they're really about you and your partner joining together. And so I, I guess I just don't understand. But I also don't have like a strong cultural connection to weddings because I know a lot of cultures like it's like a family event like it's about everybody yeah <laughs> but for me I, I don't feel that way so I don't know yeah it's gonna be weird when a few of the lost people come to our wedding and the famettes like who I don't know oh, you'll okay. see soon all okay. the people I send me these emails I want to know the, we gotta know the guest list before <laughs> weddings. So I don't it, know why y'all didn't like what's gonna be a surprise. We're gonna do a raffle for the, any of the famettes or the lost people. Probably Ali won't approve of the famettes, but the lost people. Why wouldn't I approve of the famettes? Well, because according to Tupo, the famettes are the groupies. Yeah, we don't need no groupies at our wedding. Yeah. So. Let them come. What are they gonna do? <laughs> ruin the wedding. <laughs> Who objects? <laughs> <laughs> see? See? <laughs> Oh my god! I I would be if someone objects, my bridesmaids gotta jump them. Those <laughs> I'm just don't happen that often, but when they do, it's like <laughs> it's very interesting because, like, how did they get past so much of people to let this happen? Yeah, how did they get that far? And how you marry someone who got a whole objection that you don't know about in the crowd? In the crowd, yeah, like, that knew the time and place. Yeah, I object, and you're like, what? It's your ex. Allie, I love you. Who the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm just like, put the hand up. I don't see him. Nah, because like, if you have someone that's in the crowd that's going to object, you're already probably like sweating bullets already. Like, just get yeah. past this. Like, hopefully they don't even hear the object part, you know? Yeah, hey, a lot of people be getting married when they should not be getting married, so. Uh, I mean, we could say a lot of things about what people do that they shouldn't be doing. Okay, but we're, we're talking about weddings right now, so. <laughs> like, what's that video where... <laughs> They show up and she's like, "Don't ruin my mom's wedding!" And started like and threw a, her bouquet and started and, and fighting. The, him. And the bad part about it was the dude was I think the dude name was James. Yeah, and he was like, "They were like James." <laughs> <laughs> so any of the lost people, if you're invited, don't do anything like that. Please, please, <laughs> please, 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 please. Uh, Ali, before we end this podcast, we just want to know any updates on your good old research that. It's coming to an end soon. It is coming to an end. It's coming full circle of the scientific method. I'm interested to see what's going on. What the well, not going on, but I would like to see the reason. Like, I can't wait to see the final, like, pro- yeah. like the final paper and shit. Me too. Well, any like, journey. can you drop some just like small little gems for us, just to keep us on the edge of our seat for 2022 when you do um, it? How how much how much you want me to go into this? <laughs> well, how about this? As a my, as my podcast, I'll ask you a question. Yeah. Any things that you have found out that you weren't find, planning on finding out in your uh, research? Well, I haven't really done all the data analysis, so I I don't necessarily have a full picture yet of what my results will look like. But I will say that I got a decent amount of data (laughs) to work with. And so I'm hoping I'll be able to get my data analysis done in the next month or so and and start writing my thesis um, by the end of the semester. Okay. Um, Yeah. Any advice for people down the road? I know there's a lot of people that are in school or about to begin school. 
that might be looking into like a research kind of mm-hmm. path yeah don't ever pay for your master's or your phd if you're gonna do research and find a school and an advisor that has your best interest in mind and your research ideas align with them and your future goals um and to not let it get you down too much because research is really hard um like doing science is really hard it's not you know like the typical thing you think of like an old white dude in a lab in a white lab coat like science is a lot harder and twisty and windier than that Mm -hmm. and so it takes a lot of discipline and perseverance um through hard things and so you know i think really finding something you care about will help you get through the dark times and the hard times yeah that's a good that's good advice yeah and you know i I, actually this will be a good perspective um or get some perspective from you because a lot of people i don't think they know this but like from a data entry point Mm -hmm. do is most data entered manually or automatic (laughs) because yeah because there's large data sets yeah and there's small ones obviously but yeah what would you think it it depends on what kind of research you're doing so uh like for me personally i study urban wildlife Mm -hmm. um and more specifically just urban mammals Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's only so many ways you can collect data on animals. Um, and the way that I've chosen to do so is with remote sensing cameras. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, you set up a camera, it's just like what like hunters use, like a game camera. You set up your camera, it has different settings you can use, but basically like if something warm moves in front of it, it'll trigger it to take a photo or take videos and all of those photos and videos are just like JPEGs <laughs> with a time and a date. Right. And so you have to, the where camera trap research is at, you have to go through them manually. Okay. And so my my project, we have almost 100,000 photos over mm, like a seven month period of time. And but that's on the low go, ball. But someone has went through, where felt like a group of people had to go through it manually. Yes. And so... I'm using like a certain software that makes it really easy to pull up the photo and identify it. We're identifying to the species level, right? So mm-hmm. if it's a photo of a gray fox, myself or whoever's helping me would tag it as a gray fox. And then that gets turned into whatever kind of input data you need. So for myself, all of those get turned into ones and zeros. Yes. Um, in presence, absence data. So... A zero means there was nothing there, and a one means there was a detection or a picture. So um, for me, like, I'll have thousands of data points, but the type of analysis I'm doing, it'll just be a bunch of ones and zeros. Um, So I I think it just depends on what you're trying to do. Um, But um, it's just important to – I think it, it is important to have a strong statistical understanding of your what you're trying to do because I don't know it's just, it's a lot. It is. <laughs> Where do you want me to go with that? Well, no, I'm just because a lot of people don't know that how data is entered. Yeah. Like, like for instance, I'm from a public health background. Well, from public health, so you know we use a lot of large data sets or this and that, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But like, let's say, like I'm trying to understand 
I like to use blood pressure in like let's say African Americans so we get like five six things so we get their name Mm -hmm. their gender if they have what's their last time when they recorded their blood pressure what was their systolic blood pressure Um, are they on medication their first onset of let's say chest pain so but they put all that in and then we put it in and it's usually we have like some kind of software to put it in but sometimes people don't fill it in so then that's when you have to use like certain software programs mm-hmm. in which now you have to find out a way to omit those people mm-hmm. that have a full you know full put all the information in but it's a long process yeah but also this information this way is actually help it's really beneficial because it's doing a math that is so big that it'll take a human forever to do right mm-hmm. but just putting in it manually just takes mm-hmm. a long time not yeah. ma- like just how most data gets in is yeah usually a lot really manually yeah i mean that that yeah i feel like in the sense like what i do is similar to that where you know you use computers like i use r um and in several like packages within r to do what i i wanted to do with the data yeah statistically um, and I, I think for my research, like I, since I am an urban ecologist and so I study the ecology of the whole city, right? So I'm studying like the built environment. So like what humans have actually put onto the city, like buildings, roads, things like that. And like the biophysical. So like the plants, the trees, things like that, um, in combination with like social variables. Um, and so like human social patterns impact all of the things that happen in cities like with animals you know where trees are where parks are things like that and so you know using statistical programs to try and make all those things talk to each other and just make sense of patterns that you see yeah um because for me like i'm really just studying correlations kind of and making the strongest inference between these correlations based upon my understanding so based upon a hypothesis and theories that are building upon each other um but yeah like statistical programs are very handy i would not be able to do any of my research without them <laughs> and that can be an evolution of humans intelligence. cyborgs cyborgs yes yeah eventually i'll just be able to like boop, 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 yep. boop, 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 in my head <laughs> I like how people say like, oh, like if there's something basic math, like, oh, what's, uh, you know, what's nine divided by, or not, I mean, what's 81 divided by nine? You're like, oh, nine. And then you're like, oh, you must be good at math. I'm like, not really, because there's other math that is like, you can't do with your brain that you just have to like Mm -hmm. use some kind of thing like that. So I always think like, well the basic math is decent and mm-hmm. easy to do but that other shit or the shit that you need to use a computer for like that's the really mm-hmm. one that's going to help uh, yeah. humans advance and understand some shit yeah and I definitely as a <laughs> like in my undergrad I didn't see myself you know being somewhat of a statistician but I'm like a very specialized statistician because I can do the modeling that I need to do and then if someone asked me to do something else I'd have no clue but like I feel like most wildlife people got kind of trapped into being statisticians because like that's the whole like bread and butter of what we do yeah it's like we have you know observations of things we collect data we do some stats 
to try and make conclusions about it, especially ecologists, that's what we do. And so I never knew I would be a statistician. I probably would have went more um, applied biology if I, if I knew I'd be having to do all this, honestly, because it's, it's, it's exciting and it's really cool to like be able to have the power to say something is true or not, but it's hard and it's not as fun as like the field work. Yeah. And stats is really hard. It's, it's really complex. Uh, Like I'm trying to understand it now, but I have a long way, but modeling and all that is like unbelievable. It's actually hurting my brain talking about it right now. (laughs) But, uh, um, Ali, this is the, we're ending the podcast soon, but this is episode 18. I'm so happy to have you, um, come in um on this podcast again the end of year and i'm also happy that you're like my second well you're my first guest yeah you're on my what? second episode wait what you're on my second episode i was your first guest on your second episode yeah and now i'm your get- 18 what number guest this, though i don't know oh but i'm so happy to have you on and um do you well, feel like you got lost today yeah, especially right now when I was talking about stats. <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about for the second there. This is this is the goal to be lost and um yeah. I we as I promised to our lost people that we'll have you on the podcast again for when you get married to me and also when you finish your graduate program. Yeah, when I when I uh write my thesis, I'll, I'm more than happy to talk about the results. And uh there's a thing on I think it's sign.org or petition.org yeah. one of those did you hear about that one I, the one I sent to you no this other one about what to have a podcast going on our wedding alright <laughs> so anyways this is James Fames and I hope you guys have a good New Year's and Ali you can just say bye goodbye goodbye <laughs> why don't I just say goodbye you don't have to say bye it was, thanks for having you yeah thank you uh, we'll end with some good old music and um Happy New Year's yeah. 2021. Hopefully 2022 is better. Um, I got to say 2021 was better than 2020 based on, based on being what? vaccinated. That's Uh-oh. one of the best things I could say for myself. But we did something cool in 2020. Yeah, we did. We got um, engaged in 20 and moved to Arizona and moved to Arizona. But like I said, this is one of my favorite songs going out right now. I'm so excited. You guys have a good New Year's. I hope you guys hear this on the 31st. But if you don't, you can hear it on the 1st, the 2nd, the 3rd. Lost in the Woods with Fame's episode. What episode this is, Ali? 18. All right. Thanks. This might be a hope I swear, swear This might be a hope yeah. Yeah. What am I missing? Always taking L's every time I die with a nigga It's just don't waste a day gone What am I missing? From a sugar daddy or a drug dealer Take me out the club, one hit and I don't wanna know Keep playing love